Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of From the, From the Lower the Level. Level. I'm your host, Moshi. And I'm Patrizio, and I am gone with the wind. Fabulous, Washi. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Now 12. Girl- <laughs> 12. 12. Our girls from Atlanta were back this week. And of course, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about them. We're also gonna be talking about your favorite girls. Where are they from, Patrizio? New Jersey. Um, but before we dive into all of that, it's been an interesting word on the street. What, what, what have you got for us? Um, I just want to start out. We, um, obviously we were on a short hiatus last week. Um, as you know, it wasn't a ratings week, so we weren't here, (laughs) but, um, the, the first promo for the new season of Real Housewives of New York dropped. It was literally an apple on a black screen. Um, very underwhelming, but we got a premiere date of July 16. Um, I feel like it's just, it's awakened the haters. Oh, what makes you say that? Well, because no one is happy with New York, the new New York, right? Like, I think, like, the internet is, like, I think we've actually, we've gotten to a point now where people, and I feel like we've, this sentiment has kind of almost been shared on this podcast before, like, just bring back the racists. <laughs> just bring back Ramona. It's not even that. I feel in a weird way that it's, like, it's been two years pretty much without New York. It's, like, do we need them? Just put them on an ultimate girls trip. Yeah. So anyway, so that's why I think this whole like promo reignited some feelings. I The one hot take I saw was, um, remember the promo when they announced Real Housewives of Dubai? Yes. There was like the whole Caroline Stanbury with the sunglasses in the desert walking through with the sand. Like it was a whole thing. Like where is that energy for a New York promo? Like why was it just an apple? Like why are we doing the bare minimum for these women? Because I I think like even Bravo has given up. (laughs) Like this could be a one season wonder. And then on the same day, there was that new housewife that was like wearing just the Prada singlet in her confessional i don't know if you saw this no i haven't seen this so i can't remember like which new housewife it was but she posted like you know coming on july 16th um and she posted a photo of her in a confessional and she's literally just wearing like a white singlet with like the prada little like um like metallic sort of label on it and people were fuming right they were like really like you're going to come on the show and just give us, a, like, a Prada singlet. Like, this is Real Housewives of New York. Like, where are the, like, where's the fashion kind of thing? Like, people were angry. Okay, well, it's still this season Prada. It's from, like, last year's autumn winter, which is technically autumn winter now. Like, it's it's not like it's not not fashion. It's literally fresh off the catwalk, um, the Prada. And also... To me, I like I haven't seen this promo, but like I'm like, that's the signifier for the direction that the new the new New York is. You know, we know it's gonna be all of these influencers and like creators as opposed to socialites. And that's what's 
in fashion, like that's what they're wearing. They're not all wearing, you know, the Michael Costello gowns. Like it's different generations, mate. Well, you are the only one on the internet with that opinion, Moshi, because like I said, there were pitchforks in the in the Instagram feeds. Uh, uh, look, I'm not surprised that there were pitchforks, but I just think that is a very deliberate, like if I saw that, I'd be like, okay, that's a very deliberate mood. Like she's saying something really specifically, which is I'm not your stuffy housewife that you're used to. I am new school. I'm young. I am fun. Just saying. That's my interpretation. Because it is fashion. And if people don't know that it's not fashion, then, like, that's a worry to me. Speaking of being all new school, though, so um, this is Word at the Temple, Moshi, because... Oh, not at the Temple. Um, Real Housewives of Miami was announced today, in fact, that they are moving back to Bravo, that the yes! Peacock Experiment is over. Not the Peacock Experiment. Well, I'm like, I find it really interesting. The people are happy, but I'm concerned. Why? Concerned for Peacock. So, but what they're doing is they're saying that, like, it'll air first on Bravo, but then it's like it's literally on Peacock straight away afterwards. The next day. Yeah, but it's like there's not a lot of, none of the other series are going straight to like not all of them are aired on Peacock, I don't think. It's only select things are on Peacock. But what was the point? You know, like I feel like it's just like you've explained it to us before, Moshi, about how the the cable networks and the streaming works in the US. It's just I find it as a as a person from the lower level, I find it really interesting that like we're taking content off a streaming service to prioritise cable network. No, but they're not taking it off. So that's the thing. It's like, okay, you won't get, you won't be able to get it live. But if you think about it, Patrizio, as, hey, you subscribers, we down in the lower level, we don't get Bravo. As, hey, you subscribers, we technically get it in a similar time frame, right? We don't get it live. I mean, I watch it live on another network, <laughs> another streaming service as well. For some of the episodes, but like for for instance, um, Salt Lake City, right? As an example, and Cheshire this year are not on Foxtel. They're not on Binge. They're only exclusively to Hey You, and we get them usually the day after, or in some instances, weeks after. Cheshire. And there's there's still a place for streamers because they're just it's still so much cheaper than Bravo. So I suspect what there's what they've seen is a decline in Bravo and they need people back. Because um Miami is not the only project Peacock, Peacock project that is going back to Bravo. Below deck down under, filmed in the lower level, is also moving from Peacock to Bravo. It's just, yeah, it's all very curious to me. It is very curious. You know, they're doing whatever's going to make them the most money at the end of the day. Like at what point do we think then the ultimate girls trip ends up on on Bravo? When I feel like the like network executives made such a point of like ultimate girls trip has like invigorated like numbers on on Peacock. True. But I feel like Christian Grey Snow made a really great example, which was like a statement, which is that 
one of the things that the streaming service allows them to do is just like have fun with how they air things. Like we're so used to getting like three to four episodes when the show's premiere, Mm. whereas now that's not going to happen. So by putting it on Bravo, they're essentially also giving it a longer season. Um, well, speaking of long seasons, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, there's been a lot that has come out. This is a weird segue, but okay. <laughs> they have too many episodes. Um, sorry, I feel like it's been really quiet up until now, but we finally got some tidbits coming out of filming, mm. and it appears that the tables have turned moshy because mm. Whitney Rose is Mm. currently in an explosive feud with Lisa Barlow because Lisa Barlow has not only made up with Heather. Interesting. But she has also made up with Meredith. I knew about her and Meredith, but I didn't know about her and Heather. Yes. And so Whitney's fucking pissed. She feels betrayed. I understand it. Um. And they're on the uh, trip to Bermuda. They've got their first season four, their first international holiday. The It's weird that they didn't even get one in their first season. But, yeah, the passports are out. Um, word on the street is that Miriam Cosby is in Bermuda also. Okay. And I don't know if you saw this today, Moshi, but she posted a Bethany Frankel TikTok rant to her story about how housewife trips are truly, like, the worst thing to go on as a housewife. And Bethany basically in the video is explaining about how, you know, you get sent to these, like, beautiful locations, but actually, like, you don't even get to enjoy the trip because you get forced to do things that you don't want to (laughs) do, to hang out with people that you don't even like, and you don't even get to enjoy, like, the true beauty of the location that you've been sent to. And, like, I think it's telling that Miriam Cosby is, like, is telling us these things through Bethany Frankel. You know what's really insightful? I'm just, like, Miriam Cosby and Bethany Frankel are the same person. Cool. You know what I mean? In the sense that they're, like, unapologetically unfiltered in a way that is like, at least with, in a way that is like a bit, oh, what's the right word? Like it is a bit condescending. Except the difference between Miriam Cosby and Bethany is that Mary is also ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Bethany is ridiculous, but like Mary is also just like really quirky is the only way I can describe it. So like, it never occurred to me, but they kind of have the same energy. They have a holier-than-thou energy, self-righteousness, you know? It's brilliant. I I just want to know who who reposted the TikTok onto Miriam Cosby's story because I just I don't see Mary doing that. No, I suspect what happened, what had happened was, like, she's complaining to one of her family members and they're like, oh, there's this clip where Bethany said the same thing. And she's like, yep, put it on the Instagram. But I don't know. We need to give Miriam Cosby so much more credit. This is the woman who said women. And, like, 
she said that and we understood. She she understands things more than we know. Yeah, but I don't know. Have you, like, seen the videos that she makes for her Instagram? Like, it, it's not the same person doing both things. Like, No, those are fan cams that she makes of herself because I think if you ask Miriam Cosby who is her biggest fan, it would be her and Jesus. And I think she's unapologetically her biggest fan. I like those clips. They're entertaining. They a lot. Do you know what it is, Patrizio? They get a lot of engagement, right? Like people comment, people like them. And people who, like when it comes to social media, sometimes that's that's all it's about. It's about getting the numbers. So it doesn't matter what you post as long as it gets the numbers. It doesn't have to be good. Interesting. Um as an aside, um, we got our first look of Jen Shah in her in her what do they call it camp gear? I don't know. Prison prison outfits. Did you um, see that her sentence was reduced by like a month? She's consistently getting reductions of her sentence as well. It's because she's she's changing lives in there. She's teaching them how to read. Do you think she staged the photos of us seeing her out and about? I feel like she called the paparazzi. <laughs> I don't think so. I think like, I don't know. Or like um, it'll be the guards or something. Like, you know, somebody's getting paid to take those pictures. Somebody's, no, I think more like, yeah, a guard has sort of said uh, if you want to, shot of her they walk from the from the kitchen to the like outdoor area every 11 a.m like weekday kind of thing true but I also think that maybe I feel like just knowing Mary like she uh, not Mary I'm just knowing Jen she's in on it if that makes any sense it's like she's in cahoots with the guards like she's like I will do whatever like I'll go out wearing whatever like I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see her like every week there's the pap walk of her and like something different has changed you know what I mean like today we saw her with her glasses and her um ponytail I don't know I just feel like I feel like she's in on it well I guess if there's more pics then I think we'll have some something to back up what you're saying Washi watch this space but look the word on the street the 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 reason for the season Washi today we have to discuss Wig herself filing for divorce from Croy. Yes, it is Kim Zolciak Beerman who has not only asked for like full like physical custody of her children, but also for her maiden name to be returned to her. Um, yeah, Kim and Kim and Croy getting divorced. Okay, so not only a Kim- oh, can I just say as well. On the on the day of like the Atlanta, like, that's what I was about to say. Kim and Croy announcing their divorce on the Atlanta debut. It's screaming somebody wants to be back on the show. I mean, obviously we know that she's in financial strife, but she's like, it's her. She's single now. She's getting divorced. We need Andy and a camera. Like, I just think the timing is perfect. And it's also because I just don't believe that Kim and Croy, like everything that they do is a stunt. This feels like a stunt to me. Like they would get divorced 
to help their financial matters. I genuinely believe that they really love each other. <laughs> like, I don't know, I can't describe it, but like, yeah, they're just as gross as each other. Well, do you want to hear what the H&N is saying, Moshi? Ooh, what is H&N saying? So before the divorce was announced, there was a story that they were owing over a million dollars. Yes, that still exists. And, of course, we have to remember that Croy was Kim's, like, hairdresser, stylist, <laughs> like, chauffeur, but he was managing the business behind Kim. Is that and, what he was doing? Well, that's that's what I'm alleging. Um, and that because he was in control of all of that business side of things, that he potentially was hiding from Kim the full extent of their money issues because obviously they had a lot of outgoings and not a lot of incomings. incomings. And so upon finding out that they were a million dollars in debt, Kim has gone to file for divorce Um but it's going to be a messy divorce, Moshi, because today, like, Croy came out saying that he wants full physical custody of the children. Like, He doesn't just want physical custody. He wants well. full soul legal custody. There is no, none of them, like, what he's asked for is more than what um, she's asked for. It's and a lot. The mess begins. Like, I, I don't think this is just a media stunt at this point because, like, you don't do that if it's a media stunt. I know, but it's just there is something about Kim and Croy that is so disingenuous that it's like, I don't know if I believe this, especially, like, I watched Don't Be Tardy for the party. Like, I I will always watch Kim's Aussie <laughs> on something. But, like, I don't know. I just wouldn't be surprised if they get back together in, like, five years' time. Do you know what I mean? I would almost say that if there was a Gorga divorce, this is what it would look like. Interesting. Interesting. I I think or even like a um, Gretchen and Slade divorce. Like... you know what? You're absolutely on the money. This is is what I mean. Like they are all the exact same couple. Yeah. I think they love each other until they don't. And then when they don't, they want to completely just like destroy. destroy. Um, Because like, if you do think about it, I mean, like, you know, yeah, like maybe they were like super in love with each other, but like, it's pretty like, if, if the story I'm telling from the H&N is true, like it's pretty fucked up. It is super fucked up. But I mean, it's giving Joe Judice. If that's the case, if we're hiding things. Well, I mean, it's even it's just like, for example, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but like, if I want to make the the parallel again with the Gorgas, like, you know, they bought, well, rented um, a Porsche for Antonia for her like seventeenth birthday, whatever it is, right? The car is now like missing in action. No one's seen it. Like, I feel like Melissa is the kind of person that would be like. Joe told me there was money in the bank. Like, there were all those rumors out there. I never believed them because I just thought people wanted to talk shit about us. And then I found out that he owed all this money to the banks and to, like, you know, debtors and all the rest of it. And I'm divorcing him because I don't want anything to do with it anymore. He will not destroy my life because of his bad decisions. That's what Melissa would do. 
I can't believe that the Porsche doesn't exist anymore. I'm like. Oh, it's gone. There was one photo of it on Antonia's Instagram and it was never like posted again. Oh, that sucks so much. And then there was like a story earlier this year where Melissa was like, yeah, we had to like, we had to like confiscate the car from her because she I remember that. Yeah. Like it's just all bullshit. Like, yeah, you confiscated it and returned it to the dealer and got your money back. Like that's what actually happened here today because you didn't have the money to pay for the rental. So disappointing. I Yeah. Well, anyway, do you think we're going to see Kim back on Housewives? No, I don't think so. Interesting. I, I think she could. Think they, they don't want to film with her. I think if she's willing to, like, bring shade and, like, you know, start a war against Kenya or some, not Kenya, maybe against Candy, then I think, you know. But you know what? If I, I'm really surprised that there hasn't been a campaign for all of us to be downloading Don't Be Tardy for the Party and all of those things, you know, that to, to help her get her money. Um, I don't, well, you've, you've exited Twitter, um, but. As all, can I say something? As all people who are good people should. Um, Dorinda Deadly, um, who posts a lot of bullshit, um, and it's funny bullshit though. Um, Dorinda Deadly is on Instagram as well. But the Twitter content is different from the Instagram (laughs) content, right? And, and. Like, that's why you've got to follow them on Twitter, like, because it's just, it's chef's kiss. So today tweeted, Kim Zolciak had her highest record of daily streams on Spotify following the announcement of her divorce, 78 up from 43. <laughs> <laughs> Patrizio, okay, listeners, Patrizio is now turning red. He is laughing so hard. I just, I just need to plug the Twitter because it's also, um, Dorinda Deadly's also doing those like those face tunes on any photo of Ramona and Avery and making Avery look like she's eighty years old because Ramona <laughs> <laughs> just looks so young. Um, it's insane. Like it's actual insanity. Like I, yeah. I mean, oh, hang on, just like. Breaking news, Moshi. Kim Zolciak has changed her Instagram bio to say, looking for my next big papa. <laughs> Is that on Dorinda Deadly as well? Yeah, but I believe this to be real. Well, did you see that Croy has changed his Instagram? <laughs> He's because you know how Kim Song is the ring didn't mean a thing? Yeah. He updated his bio to say the ring did mean a thing. <laughs> The way that these people are just like, like, why are we updating Instagram bios? Like, I feel like that's so 2018. I don't know if that's true, actually. Now, the more that I think about it, I'm like, it's giving Dorinda deadly. (laughs) It's so good. Anyway, yeah, I just, I want to shout out Dorinda deadly because I enjoy the content. Um, Looking for my next big papa. You know what? Good for her. Like... That's exactly what she should be doing. Oh, uh, this the is um, being brilliant. Oh shit! Uh, this I'm, is, on, I'm looking. I'm on. I'm on the Dorinda Deadly. Like we have a podcast. People listen, and you're showing me. Yeah, that's I know the, the singlet. I know the singlet. I watched the show. Random, just randomly, my cousin was in the show, so that's why I watched. <laughs> He's a model. 
All right, Moshi, let's um let's get into I mean, look. This this week's episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, it's the premiere of season 15. I had a lot of feelings Moshi watching this episode. Tell us all about your feelings. Um I feel like I say this on the first episode of any franchise. <laughs> but, like, this has got to be it, right? This is, like, we are changing Housewives history with this new season of Atlanta. I It felt, I feel like, look, when Sheree came back, we sort of said the same thing with that last first episode. And then slowly you began to hate it. But, look, it was chef's kiss, Housewives, masterclass it was what a housewife show should be i loved it yeah i think this is the uh, like please like roll back the tapes this is the future of the housewives like formula i think so i think there are a few things that i would like to address first off. Okay. i think like why this season is in my mind going to be fresh new different and it's moving the entire housewives like universe in a new direction first of all the new title cards right we've revamped all of like the cast shots the individual shots like it's all looking fresh to me it felt like actually a throwback it's like a throwback, but a throw forward at the same time. Interesting. Okay, go go on. Um, I thought that the pace of the episode, it was moving quickly. Things were happening. The, the cut scenes were cutting. Like, it was just like, I felt like in one episode, we moved through a lot, although we did not actually get into any more than like three housewives in depth. Which I think is exactly what we need to be doing because trying to do too much in depth is where it falls thin. We have a returning friend of and a new friend of, Monietta and Courtney. And for me the big thing was Monietta got a confessional. Well, Monietta spoke, which was, like, more than she did last season. <laughs> not, not Monietta spoke, but she got her own confessional. And to me, that's when I was like, oh, if the friends of are getting confessionals, because I feel like they weren't really getting them last season, it means they brought it. Sanya's sister got a confessional. She did. Like, things are happening because I think what we're starting to see, what what was really good about this episode is the conflicts and the friends of aren't just in the background this season. They are part of the fray. I think we, I think, I think the thing that we all have acknowledged at this point and perhaps Bravo is putting into practice is the fact that the friend of is no longer this like, accessory to the cast that like they play a key role in the show it's just that they clearly don't have enough to be giving like a fully developed like you know story that we're journey that we're like coming along for like 
I feel like Jen Fessler is like a good um, example yeah. of this. Like yeah. she's clearly very interesting. There's a lot going on, but like obviously there's not enough happening in her day to day that like warrants her holding a turnpike. Same with Kathy Hilton, hilarious, quirky, uh, adds to the drama, but like obviously didn't want to sign up for anything more than just surface level bullshit. Like I think with the friend of is like a better role than it once was. Uh, and I think that that is down to the people who know how to be a friend of. Um, I think the producers as well are, and casting, they obviously um, are giving the friends of more and and ask and wanting more from the friends of. But um, I don't, I, I think like it's twofold to what you said. I think part of it is on the one hand, not having a lot, like not having like a big storyline or anything. But I think the other half of it as well is it's, it's a great opportunity to just give surface. It's a great opportunity to get amongst the fray, but not have to give away so much of yourself. It's a way to perhaps stay married. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's a safer bet to be a friend of, I think. And maybe as well, just like the people in your life. Like I think that's um, if we're like throwing out comparisons, um, Paige from Cheshire this season, like her husband clearly does not want to be on the show because they didn't even show a wedding photo which had his like full face like it was no, like, I had to google him shot. I had to go through her Instagram to find out exactly who her husband is because I was like this is Paige from Cheshire I was very interested I think the other side of it is and this is interesting this is I think Sutton is the is one of the only ones who I think has kind of gotten away with this but I think also um, like Monetta, for example, has been on a reality show before where she was a prime character. So she has done it before. So she knows the game. But I think as well, sometimes, like in terms of showing your life, I think there might be some issues around her children being on camera. Um, and so, you know, from a Bravo perspective, it's like they can't show your full life. Um, but Sutton is kind of one of the only housewives I think who's managed because Sutton is so fascinating and interesting was able and, you know, opened up so much more, but you know, that thing of Sutton wasn't able to show her kids, um, because for, for legal reasons, her husband didn't want them on TV. So her ex-husband. So yeah, I think there's just a number of factors, but I think you're absolutely right that we're in the age of the friends of being, fully thought through and fully realised. They're not just an appendage. They are adding to the mix. The last sort of thing I will point out is that we did not get taglines. Which happens, It's it, that's been a regular occurrence now though, Pat. So we are clearly just giving up on taglines in a first episode. That's what I feel like is the new the new thing. Um, having said that though, I didn't even realize we didn't have taglines. Neither did I. I suspect though the taglines is actually a runtime thing. So I think they would rather like give us that extra two minutes of the show than give us taglines, especially from a premiere episode. Not in Cheshire. They need the taglines to pat out the episode. A hundred percent. But I think like from, I'm talking about Bravo here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, I think it has more to do with like 
the runtime. I just wanted to be shady to Cheshire. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, so let's get into it. So, like I said, I feel like there were only truly kind of like three key sort of house sizes that they got into, which was like Sheree, Candy, and Sanya. Perfect. Yep, I agree. So, Sheree, let's talk about the Martell of it all. <laughs> Can because I, I think there's one yeah. thing for me from your initial thoughts that I just took away. I just remembered this just then, that I took away from Atlanta specifically. And I, it was in this episode. This episode gave body, oddy, oddy. Every single cast member was like doing the damn thing when it came to the fashions. We were getting all the curves because like just thinking about Sheree and Martell, and I know we're going to talk about it, like Sheree was giving juicy butt. Um, there are moments where like, you know, Kenya was seeing her like fitness, like Kenya has definitely is um, a lot fitter and a lot more sleek and her physique and she was showing it off. There was the moment when we go into candy and they were t- calling Monietta hips. Like it was giving legs and hips and body, oddy, oddy, this whole episode. I just had to pop that in. The the way that I just said Sheree and you just were brought to the, the <laughs> yeah. she by Sheree leggings, right? Like, like it's it was the leggings, but then I remember, like, because that was obviously the way it started is we just got Sheree's juicy butt. But then as the show progressed, all of the women, like even Candy, like I don't know if you noticed, like the last couple of seasons, like Candy has stepped her fashion game up. You know, she's given us the full Gucci, like the full thing. Everything is body con. You know what I mean? We're just like she's wearing heels all the time now. Like everybody has stepped their pussy up. And, yeah, it was just fabulous. Um, So just on Sheree's juicy booty. Yeah. Uh, she's She's been touched by an angel, hasn't she? she her boobs have. No, no. She is like a bodybuilder. Like her her butt is real. It's not, it's oh, not implanted. Really? Yes. That is her real butt. But she's just wearing those booty leggings. Like but you could her, wear those leggings and that's what they do to your butt. My thing is that she just like she's so like snatched at the waist. Yeah. I'm like how could the butt be real? Because it was so juicy. Um, I'm they, honestly they, like a little they all waist train. That's that's waist training uh, is such a scam. I it's it's not. Trust me, it's not. Especially not in the black community. Like they always train, and you can tell that hers isn't fake. Like the best way I can describe it is go and look at Cardi B and the way she's like curved narrow, but then the way the butt comes in, it there's no like joint thing. But when you look at Sheree, it is pure fitness, working out, and genetics. Like. But she's definitely, like, she's had a boob job. She's had other stuff done. I'm sure she's had stuff done. Her face looks different. Um, obviously, she wears amazing wigs. Like, all of Sheree's hair in this episode. I don't know. The women of Atlanta are just so beautiful. <laughs> that was my other takeaway from this episode. But her butt is her butt. There is, there's no fakeness there. I'm honestly just in shock. The one I'm- who I think has a fake butt is Kenya. People have always said that. Phaedra said it. Um, okay. So let's talk about the Martell of it all because yes. I think we are all 
like in agreement at this point that it is fake. I don't know that I think that it's like Martel is like not a good guy, but I don't know that I think it's fake, but I think they're definitely fucking like that's what it is. Uh, uh, Okay. So perhaps not fake, but there's a contract. There's, there's definitely, I don't even know if there's a contract. I there's just, an agreement. Here's my thing, Patricia. I just don't think the relationship is that serious, but I think that Sheree is in on it not being that serious. I just got the impression that we're kind of like they are doing this for like mutual clout, basically. A hundred percent. So mutual clout, yes. But, but I also think like they're – I. I think there's this perception that Sheree is being swindled and I just don't buy that Sheree has been swindled. I think she's in on it. I don't think she's being swindled either though. Oh, that, okay, that's cool. why I think like, I'm like, that's why I think there's an agreement. I think they've both gone into it being like, I need a sexy man for this new season. Like, and you need like, you know, a solid relationship to like, kind of like, you know, distract from all these other rumors and, you know, bullshit that's come out about you. Like, let's just do the thing for the duration of both our filming of the respective shows. And then when it's all over, cause they've already unfollowed each other on Instagram. Like yeah. it's all done. Like, cause agreement, complete contract, like finished, like we're all moving on. Like I, I think she's in on it for sure. I just think, and perhaps look, I feel like it's like a Kanye Kim Kardashian thing, right? I think like the start it was a bit of a joke, and Kim was just doing it for the lols. But then she actually fell in love with him and like had four children. Like it, <laughs> it could be the same thing. Like they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll just do this thing for TV, and then like they were kind of like in a room together, and he was looking at her ass and was like. I'm going to touch it. And they did the, did the freaky stuff. But let's be fair. Like they are both like very attractive people. I'm not denying that. No, but I just, I look, I love the horniness of it all. I like that he makes her laugh and like Sheree's like light. Like it's fun to watch them together. And I think like what he's doing as well is like, he's obviously expanding his, brand and more people are potentially going to tune into his reality show um as well who who have never watched it before like I always say I need to watch Love and Marriage Huntsville and and that series and I've never watched it but now I'm like I want to know more about this Martel character because he's such a fuck boy she's uh doing a favor for our mate Carlos King Carlos King look I mean he's the king of reality tv um Okay, so so we're kind of in agreement that there's there's some fishiness here, but the sex is like hot and good. It is hot. They're just hot for each other. Like, isn't it fun to just watch two beautiful people with great butts just being hot for each other? But they're also, I feel like they're both also not scam artists, but like Oh no, you can call them scam artists. Like, come on, she by Sheree. <laughs> I love how all the women were like, we really like tried to help her with this business venture and she truly like went and fucked it up. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about the candy of it all then? <laughs> yeah, sure. No, no, I was just saying like that's the person who I think is really saying I did what I could to help this person and she fucked it up. Well, let's talk about candy then because I have a feeling this could be her season. In what way? 
I think that she is going to be the main talking point of the season. So, like, I think that the women are going to be coming for her. I think she's got things going on in her life as well, which, you know, I've read the the reviews on, on the internet this week and, you know, people aren't, like, super happy to see another, you know, Candy and Todd, like, marital problems. Thank you. Thank you. It is obviously real. Like, I think there are, like, ongoing, you know, pressures in their relationship. Um, Look, it's better than the fake stuff that some other housewives and other franchises serve up. So this is what I'm going to say on Candy. Candy has had the same storyline since she began which is that she's a workaholic. Like that is her storyline. And because she's a workaholic, first she was neglecting Riley. Then Riley got older, left the coop. She's with Todd. Um, or it was like, you know, her and Riley versus Todd, like or her mum versus Todd. Then it's like now she has the two other children and Todd, she's not giving them enough time. And then she's getting mad at Todd. Not get, Like this, it's, it's the same shit, different day. We get it. You are a worker. Like her whole storyline is just that she's a workaholic. The thing that I think that has changed, and it's like twofold here, is last season was their first season post-COVID, if I recall, or lockdowns and stuff. So that was why it was still a bit, and, and, and that shit is like, in a, like it's completely gone. So in that sense, so everybody is like back to doing their their going at full pelt. But I think the other thing about Candy is she started a couple of things. Like she's had her other reality show, her other show on on Bravo, which is like produced by Bravo as well. Yeah. And she has that web, like those web things that she's been doing where she imitates and mocks like different people in the culture. So like, she has made a lot of like Candy has deliberately been poking people away from the show. And I think like there is a bit of jealousy from the other women when it comes to Candy because she is so successful and she's, you know, unapologetic about it, which is great. But also like Candy just starts little beefs and I guess is never held accountable. And I think this is the thing. This is like why it's her season in the sense of I think that like we've we've kind of heard the rumors. Um, she is they're gonna come for her for not having and not bringing a storyline or bringing the same shit every time and just kind of like coasting through being a housewife. That I think the one thing that really upsets me is that um, I've seen a few like comments lately where it's sort of like, can't believe that Candy is like the longest running housewife of all time now at this point, right? Like, I think she's the only one. Isn't it? Well, no, because I think like Atlanta has like continuously filmed for longer or something like, and, and Teresa perhaps is, well, because New Jersey's only on season 13, Atlanta's on 15. So I think like, Candy has kind of been around longer, like, in a weird way and all the rest of it. But it's sort of like, why can't, like, why can't Candy be one of these, like, you know, super housewives where she's had this very long career on housewives? Um, like, why isn't she entitled to have have that title? Like, I don't know. I'm just, 
I mean, I don't mind. Like for me, I don't come at her from from that way. But I just understand how she gets under people's skin. And I just think like I I'm to be honest, she's just feel like a bit asleep to me. I definitely feel like she is activated this season. I feel like she saw herself last season and realized that she had to get activated. Well, she's doing a lot of activating. Correct. And that's part of what made this episode so good. The way um, these women hate each other. Like, <laughs> I don't think that they hate each other. The shade. Ugh. It's amazing. Um, Before I sort of get into Sanya, I just want to give like an honorable mention um, to Monty. Yes. Do you know what I put in my notes? I was like, we're getting Monty 2.0. I had Marlo on my screen and like I got emotional. Like I just I don't know what it is about Marlo, but she just has a special place in my heart. I don't even know that you have a heart. I don't even know that you know what it means to get emotional. I think that last season, sure, she did a really like awful thing in She had a so- bad season last season kicking out her, like, two nephews for 30 days from her home. (laughs) But I just have a lot of compassion for her. Like, I think, like, the thing is, like, she's become a mother to these children so late in, like, their childhood, so late in her own life that, like, I don't know, I feel we should have given her a bit more grace in that moment. I think personally, you and I, we gave her enough grace. But I that's what I say. I think we're getting Monty 2.0. We are getting some like it is very obvious that she watched herself back because I like the thing about Marlo last year, it wasn't just the situation with the nephews, it was like all the fights that she was having. Like she, I think it's fair to say like she was in a bad place and that was like projecting out into all these other things. And, you know, the life coach is in, it's not quite a therapist, but the life coach is in and she is rather than talking about it, she's, she's showing up to show that she's here to change. Right. So I'm with you. I think this is her redemption season. I think it's going to be short-lived. Um, <laughs> I think she's going to be back in the mess, causing trouble within three episodes. Um, I don't know, though, because I feel she like... She can't help she, herself. She can't. But at the same time, I feel like she enjoyed, you know, really not being the person that was in the fray, say, with Candy. You know, she enjoyed watching it from the other side. And I think... Like, I just think that she's going to, I think you're definitely right. She's going to get in the mix on things, but I think she has wisened up a little bit and she's going to be, I think she just remembers that like people love her being funny and not being cruel. So I think we're going to just see a lighter version of what we got last year. I, yeah, I, I think that she's going to be back to where she was last year within like three episodes. Um, and that's fine. Like it is what it is. Um, 
one other thing I do want to just touch base on. First, I want to just respond to your point. Like, isn't that like a thing amongst like cultures though that don't necessarily believe in therapists? That like yeah, that's why I'm saying it. Yeah, it's like bullshit. so like she so she is in therapy. Let's just like put no, it. No, no, she's not though. That's that's what I'm saying. Well, life coach. Yeah. The the right thing to do would have been to actually go to therapy. She's Bill Aiden, basically, at this point. Um her confessional look with the earrings. <laughs> Amazing. They all brought it. All the confessionals were. You know, there's been a lot of hate towards Marlo for wearing those earrings. They're not Alexander Wang, though. Are they meant to be? Because that's the only thing that I could feel. I thought they were Alexander Voltaire. Like, I didn't think they were Alexander Wang. Now I have to go back and have a look at no, those. No, I think they are Alexander Voltaire because it's like Alexander spelt like it's like D-R-E, like the French. Yeah, so Alexander Voltaire is fine. Alexander Wang is the one that we don't like. I don't understand what the hate's about. Because people thought she looked awful with them on. No, but they're, they're meant for, like, silliness. They're not meant for, like... This is, well, I mean, it's Marlo. For me, it's on brand for Marlo. She is always extra. Like, yeah, well, no. Ale- Alexander Voltaire. Yeah, they look amazing. Okay, so obviously you've missed this whole, like, discourse on the internet. But people have been, like... You're calling this a discourse, really? People have been, like, she looks like shit, you know. that People have been pulling up this, like, photo of, like, this model wearing them and being, like... You know, Marlo's neck's not long enough to be wearing those earrings and all the rest of it. Anyway, and, like, I saw this take that was, like, if Dorito was wearing these earrings, you all would be fucking gagging for it. You know what Uh, I've just realised? I'm on Marlo Hampton's Instagram and she's posted back all the positive memes of her in that look, but she has also posted the drunk drawn picture of herself in the earrings. Marlo does not give a fuck about what anybody thinks about her fashions. No, and she shouldn't. And I think that there is definitely, like... Racism, is that what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. Like, I think that people... I think that take is so correct that if Dorito was fucking wearing them, people would not be saying a word. Well, I mean, it really shows how offline I've been this week that I didn't even notice the haters. Um, Patricia, I know you spoke before about the the new title cards and the look of it all, but am I right in thinking that they're all doing like green, like the green screen backgrounds this year and that's new, like their confessionals aren't filmed in the space anymore? Because I'm looking at this picture of Marlo and it is just a picture of her apartment behind her. I don't think they've been done um done in person for a very long time for Atlanta. Okay. Um, but I did find that Candy's um, confessionals, the background to me was a bit jarring. It did oh, feel blue. a little like low rent. Um, Which can I just say, I feel like, I feel like Candy is one outfit away from Giselle. Do you know what I mean? Well, how did you feel about her, her fro? I loved it. I mean, I loved it in the sense that, I like I said, she's activated. She's coming in this season. But I think that all the women's hair was fabulous because it wasn't just the fro that Candy did. 
every seam that Candy is in the hair is different. She also did the two braids, which was a bit of a new look. Like she did so many hair looks in one episode. Was the two braids her 1920s look? No, it was just, that was her, the two braids was her look at Candy Coated Nights in the Gucci outfit. Because okay. the, the the hair that she had for the 1920s, I thought that was very interesting as well. Oh, what hair? Let me see if I can. She had this sort of like, it was almost like a, like a band across like. Oh, she did the braid. Yeah. And then she had like the tiara. the Yeah. But that's like authentic 1920s. Yeah. I just, yeah, it was like, I found it really interesting. Okay. Let's talk about something. What's that? I, I feel like, and this also happens in New Jersey, but aren't we done with these 1920s themed parties like you can call it Gatsby you can call it Harlem Nights you can call it Prohibition like people need to move on from the flapper look I get that it's like fancy and nice but like give me great depression like give me the 80s like I with uh, housewives are relying too much on 1920s I'm done with it even Nicole's like engagement party at the bank place was kind of that vibe like no 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 um <laughs> the only the only thought i have to that is what are we going to call mid century when like it's mid century again thank you no but give me a mid century give me a 70s themed party i don't want any more 1920s Give us a give us a millennial Y2K party. Thank you. Give me like let's just go with the designers. Give me Eames. Give me Bauhaus. Give me Mondaire. <laughs> like no, but you could do like a Mondarian theme party. Like people um, as a piece of black. I'm coming in Rothko because that's just like full um, monochromatic. I mean, look at us. We are highbrow now. Just. <laughs> Well, okay, so the 1920s party, it is Sanya's hosting uh, her husband's 40th. Um, but before we get into the party, I just want to say, yes, we are definitely getting much more family family dynamic from Sanya this season. Um, I feel like she heard the people and the people said we like watching the family mess and she's yes. going to bring it. Uh, but aside from that, she also like has hired more of her family to work for her. Well, I mean. <laughs> Do you know what, though? Okay, so this is what I really enjoyed about that family thing is that she called it out for what it was. And I feel like in the past, Candy has had that similar storyline. Like if we go, if I, I mean, I know I said that Candy peddles the same storyline all the time, that she's a workaholic. But back in the day, Candy's other storyline was that she supports her entire family, which she still does through old lady gang and all of these things. But Sonia called it out, which is that her career has changed. She's, you know, before she literally was the person, you know, putting clothing on the back of her entire family. Her mum was her manager. Her dad did um, management stuff. Her sister was her hairdresser. Like everybody has always relied on her and she's going through a transition where she doesn't know how to not be that person anymore or like to not have all the focus be about her, to not be the centre of everyone's universe. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it 
like interesting mm-hmm. and engaging yeah. because it, it is a different spin on the same story that we've seen before. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It was definitely like very interesting to hear her like explain exactly how it was and how it is now. It's just a shame that we didn't get it last year. And then it makes me wonder, cause I know I was one of those people that was like, I want Sonia gone, but it's like, now I'm like kind of grateful that they've given her a second season because I feel like, I feel like it's the producers. I feel like it's the cast. Like everybody watched last season and was like, yeah, we're not doing that again. I don't think that any housewife should be fired after a single season. I I think that unless there is like serious like term, like terms for like, like, termination like I just don't think that you can learn how to be a housewife in a season like Sonia is a good example for that like I think she did things last season and I think you know it was a little half cooked and it was a little under budget and this season she gets it now like she's had an opportunity to go through the ropes and learn what it's all about and be able to like you know develop some relationships with these women too because I think that's the other thing that like we're we're beyond the point now where housewives come from the same social circles. Like sure. There's probably like, you know, the six degrees of separation, but they're not like friends like they used to be. Right. So they do need an opportunity to be able to form some bonds, form some enemies and be able to like (laughs) have something to work on next season. Right. Like. I, I totally agree. Um. And then after the second season, if they're still not delivering, I think then there is, you know, a case to sort of be like, okay, well, you know, we gave you an opportunity, you kind of like didn't get it, then it's time to, you know, move you along. I I think that's a problem in general. I don't think we move housewives along fast enough sometimes. Look, I know you felt that way about New Jersey, about, well, you know, it's how I feel about Kyle on Beverly Hills, so... Yeah, because it gets to a certain point where it's like I think it then becomes very difficult to create a cohesive group around these like hanger hanger-ons. Like and, and Candy could be approaching that point, right? Where it's kind of like, okay, you are limiting what we can do with this group because we kind of like to keep you in the mix, we kind of need so and so and so and so kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I completely concede to that I think I think we've said it like on a few of these episodes recently which is like maybe five seasons and you're out like there should be a limit on the amount of seasons you can do we need term limits for housewives yes proposition proposition four (laughs) I feel like at this point it's probably like proposition 765 but term limits, like you can't be a president for longer than two terms. You can't be a housewife for longer than four seasons. Like Unless it's the real housewives of Russia, then it's like slightly different rules. <laughs> um, I mean, look, <laughs> housewives of DC potentially would be different rules as well. Like, um, yes. So, Sanya, I think that the family dynamics definitely coming out this season. But let's talk about this party because, like, Hundred thousand dollars. She's she's spending some cash. There's no more um, chicken meat. Do we think that it was a hundred thousand dollars though? 
Um, I think it was a hundred thousand dollars, but not of her money. Oh, whose money? The, the productions. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, I look gowns, beautiful gowns. I told this was the episode of Body Body Oddy, and the women showed up and showed out. They looked fabulous. It, but you know, the thing here's the thing about Harlem Nights: if you give people the theme Harlem Nights. They all wear the most iconic outfit, which is the white tuxedo jacket. And then you have like all of them in that same look and it just becomes too basic. The, the men should have to wear the flapper dresses. A hundred percent. Like, yeah. Androgynous or like flipped. Yeah. Find a way to flip the theme. Um, Courtney. You know the term buzzard comes to mind when I think of Courtney? Like a fly. Like she's there and all I hear is bzzz and I, there was nothing else coming out of her mouth. I, has she come in too hot too soon? Like I said, buzzard. All I heard was bzzz. Yes, Patrizio. Like to me she was like, I was just like, I'm not even going to invest in understanding this person. Not my kind of person to watch on the screen. Yeah, it's a strong choice. Um, It was kind of giving me, um, who was that other really explosive one from a few seasons ago? On Atlanta? Mm, She only lasted one season. Not Fallon. No, but it was in that... um, Oh, like I know who you're talking about, but I can't even remember her name. This is what I mean. Like you, they just hear bzz, and then you forget about them. I also was kind of shocked at like how old she must be because if her kids are the same age as Sheree's kids, I was like, I thought you were 35. Black don't crack, Patty. Black don't crack. But this is like another level of that. Like insane. Touched by an angel. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just I she she gave me, you know, somebody who seemed to be on cocaine allegedly. <laughs> well, she's starting the feuds. Um Candy, I think she's going to have issues with a few other with the women as well. Yeah, but that's because Sheree has asked her to come in and do the feuds, you know what I mean? Messy. Messy. All right, and I, just as a final aside from me, no Drew. Where was Drew Sedora? Family emergencies that Ralph could also not be there for. I mean, if there was ever, like, if you were ever unsure of how to spot red flags, just watch Drew and Ralph are, like, a masterclass in red flags in a relationship isn't this when Drew was, like, potentially still negotiating her contract? That's what it's giving. I was going to say, like, you know, I feel like a housewife not being in the first episode is usually because, like, there hasn't been an agreement for them to be, like, filming yet. Correct. Whereas, like, Ralph, he'll take $2, so he's on the screen. Um, yeah, he's like, you haven't signed your contract, but I've signed mine. I am going to the party. He's like, you're not fucking this up for me. I'm um, the real housewife. 
But the people are saying that this is just the first step, right? Because we're going to see the gradual decline. And this was just the first seed, Moshi. Was this the first seed or has every season <laughs> that they've been on been the first seed? I'm sorry, like three seed, what, what, three or this four seeds? This is the first seed oh. of the season. Okay, but like none of it is surprising to us. They are the worst couple to be on television. They show their ass all the time. They don't even care. They want us to see how bad their marriage is. Like good for them at this point. Have you got um, got any other additional thoughts, Moshi? Um, More scenes with Brooklyn and Kenya. Brooklyn, yeah, she's the kids, they grow up so fast these days. Oh, cute. I don't know if you saw, her and Kenya went to the Little Mermaid premiere and the matching dresses. Very cute. Brooklyn, Brooklyn is just, like, super gorgeous. The only other thing that I will add, and we shared these on our Instagram stories, is just the shade that the women were throwing each other. Uh, you know, she needs, you know, Sheree just being like, Kenya needs to worry about um, her hus- her husband coming for more manner and the skirting boards, like calling Martel community property from Candy. Like these women, they just do it like nobody else. And an extension of that is that they are also prolific on Twitter because it all was live tweeting and, like, they're the only ones, I think, left that do it. Like, but to be fair, like, that's always the thing that set them apart is, like, their confessional, like, it's they created fun shade. Like, they created that term. And no other, there is no other, like, there's a lot of these housewife-esque shows even that have like say more black women on it or or more um diverse cast and there is no other I've seen them all there is no other show on the planet that does shade quite like the way these women do shade except maybe the African <laughs> housewife shows no, uh, the they give it to each other back and they just get over it like it's the expectation it was great well, Moshi, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk New Real Housewives oh, of New Jersey. Love it. We're back from the break, Moshi. Hello. To talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's the penultimate episode, Moshi. Finally. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> So, um, word on the street is that we are getting the season finale next week. Then there is a single spin-off episode, Teresa's Wedding, and then we're getting the reunion. I feel like if you go back a couple of episodes of this podcast, you and I get into a heated debate around whether it'll be finale Teresa reunion, and you were saying, or it'll be finale reunion Teresa and you are the latter yeah that's fine it's I've I've I want an apology I want you to say Moshi you were right we've both said some things no 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 I'm not apologizing telling me that I was so wrong I was so right 
I I um, think moving on, I think that the bonus episode will be like a 90 minute special though. Of course. Um so that means we have like two more episodes really before we get into the reunion. Um this episode was a fun episode. You can tell we're heading towards like some conclusions. hundred percent. Like this, but I don't know if it's just you or them, but like, can you also tell that like the ladies feel like they've lost a bit of steam as well? Yeah. Everyone's kind of like, we need to wrap this shit up. Yeah. Everybody's exhausted. Um, I want to start with a bright point, which was Jen Fessler. Um, Cause like, I'm, I'm still like, confused as to like what the intention was with Jen Fessler like was she meant to be a housewife was she just meant to be a friend of because she's brought her mum and her auntie who were twins um to Margaret's house this episode insanity it was once it you know this to me was a real layer of the onion it fully made me realize why Jen is just so fucking funny like her mum and her auntie, Bibbidi and Bobbidi, like they they are eccentric. But I feel like the real layer of the onion was that Barbara Streisand used to come to their house and sing. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. In Brooklyn. I love it. Oh, they're, yeah, they're from Bushwick. Like real so like- New York Jews. I love it. What um so so what do you think the deal is with Jen Fessler here? Like after everything that we've seen up to this point, like was she ever meant to have been a housewife? I think no. I think she was always going to be a friend of, and I think that this was a really good play on Margaret's side, bringing her in and getting her in, because I think what she does is she softens Margaret. She is able to be team Margaret without being like totally against the other women, maintaining a good relationship. And I think Margaret pitched her like, I have this friend, Jen, I think she's going to be great on the show. And Jen like has like a, a quirky X factor, right? I think they interviewed her and they were like, she's like, you know, she's just one of those people that you can tell everybody just instantly loves. So I think, like, they took one meeting and they were like, she's in. But I don't think she was ever meant to be a housewife because I I, I know I have said that she would have made a great housewife, but I think you're right in this instance when you have said, like, I don't think there's any more that she has to share other than just anecdotes, you know what I mean? I don't need an apology. It's okay. I know you don't, but I want to show you that I'm the bigger person here. I know, but you didn't apologize. I'm just putting it out there. I just told you you were right. Roll back the tapes. I said you were right. That's that's all you're going to get. Well, and I'm good with that. Well, it's more than I get from you. You're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. I'm not wrong. I'm right. Say it. All right. <laughs> Talk to me about it. I- what do you think about it? Nah, I'm done with Jen Fessler. Um, I just wanted to talk about the the clownery, the tomfoolery, the you buffoonery. See, it's people like you that ruin Jen Fessler for everybody else. Yeah, Jen Fessler's I'm, great. I'm good with that. Um, all right. So I want to get into the housewives I actually care about. <laughs> <laughs> well, Margaret's irrelevant to me. Like, she's just – like, why – 
like it's episode 14 and we only just saw Marlene. Like where has she been hiding? Which cupboard has she been hiding? We've seen Marlene in the first episode as well. So the first one. Marlene doesn't want to be on the show too much. Have you not noticed? She can't wait to get out of the shot. Well, like it's a real issue, isn't it? When everyone around you doesn't want to be on the show that you're filming. Everybody around (laughs) Um, Dolores. Queen. Queen. The Nubian queen. She's actually Cleopatra. (laughs) I cast Dolores as Cleopatra. Why are we not having that conversation? Look, I'm, I am, if there is a, a change org petition, I am signing it, okay? <laughs> um, well, so then who? who's who? Is Frankie Senior, Mark Anthony? No, he'd be Julius Caesar. Which one is he in the, in the Cleopatra of Dolores' life? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, I don't want to get that deep into it. It's an orgy. It's just all an orgy and... Did they have orgies in ancient Egypt? Yes. Yes. Um, We missed last week um, and that Frank does this whole crybaby, like, scene with Dolores over, like, the the loss of his family because Paul is around now. Um, You know what it really is, though? That's the loss of screen time. Absolutely. Like, Paulie is now, like, cutting his lunch um, Frankie is losing the airtime. He's losing relevance, and he's desperately seeking it back because we find that we know at this point too that Joe Gorga and Frankie Senior have been pitching the show that they want to do a spin-off of something. Nobody is interested in taking it. So really, his meal ticket is New Jersey Housewives. Um, you know, he needs Dolores, obviously, because I don't think um I don't think Brittany's gonna be a housewife anytime soon. The way I was like, we need Brittany as a friend of when she asked Paulie at that lunch, like when you came here, could you speak English? I was like, Paul. I was like, no, no, I was like, Frank. Jesus Christ. But, like, she is so just, like, she's giving Phoebe from Friends. It's that, like, daft gorgeousness. And it's, like, she's a dum-dum but a lovable dum-dum. You know what I mean? Well, I will say it was the same energy as Teresa asking them to translate the, like, Euros. But... 100%. Um I think the thing that I like about Brittany in that is that, like, she's also in on the joke. Like That's when, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Lovable dum-dum. And it's just <laughs> when she said that, I was like, I wouldn't mind seeing her in more scenarios where she does dum-dum things and then she's just like, ah, like she's, I don't want this to be taken offensively, but she's a bimbo. And I think you know that I love himbos and bimbos. Um, and so, yeah, I just thought, I was just like, more of Britney. Um, I, look, I'm loving the, the, the rise of Paulie. The way we have gone to Ireland, the way we are now having an Irish party, like this is justice for the Irish is what I'm seeing. Paulie's impact. I... The one thing I will say, though, is that I do feel sorry for Paulie having to, like, act on camera because he had to pretend that 
this was the first time he had come up with the idea for an Irish party at his house. Do you think? Um, well, I, I, he was very uncomfortable giving the line of like, yeah, we should do that, like as if it was the first time that anyone had thought about it. Okay, fair enough. I think they've coached him through some some scenes, um, which is fine. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's that interested in being on the show either, though. No, because I think he's busy. He's got a life. I think he just wants to be locked up in a room banging Dolores. Like, do you blame him? No, I don't, Patrizio. <laughs> Um, and I think this is the thing that probably like pisses Frankie off the most is this thing of like, Paulie very clearly does not want to be on the show. So why am I being cut for someone who doesn't even want to engage? Yeah. Um, but I feel like we got to a point in this um, in this lunch that we can all peacefully coexist and Frankie can still have a little bit of his airtime. A hundred percent, which is all. Which is all you know, Frankie ever wanted. Um, and Dolores should want that too because as long as he's earning money that the kids will get presents from their dad because he'll have a salary coming in and, you know. I don't think the kids need presents from their dad. One is a vet. Frankie Jr. has just gotten his dream job. They're doing fine. Yeah, but, like, the dad should give them some fucking presents for their birthdays. I think at this point... The expectations of what to expect from Frankie Senior are so low. Did you um the one thing I did catch in this episode was that Frankie bought a house and put it in Dolores's name. It's suspicious. No, but that's what she was saying. Like that's what she was inferring is that like because we know like he got disbarred. Remember, like he has done some things. He's he's got tax evader allegedly written all over him. Oh, like there are many alleged crimes. Hundred percent. I mean, but do I do I begrudge him those crimes? No, I expect them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The way I was going to say something very inappropriate. Um, Fuda. Hmm. The people are not happy, Moshi. And I don't blame them. Because why has Rachel and her husband waited 17 years to adopt their son and had to wait until a show was filming them to be able to follow through with this process? Again, I agree. I think that's a bit rough. No, which bit do you think is rough? I think that we're all on journeys and some take longer than others. Look, I think that, like, it is genuine. I think that she genuinely is interested in adopting him. I do think that perhaps the show maybe made her want to do it sooner rather than later. Um, For me, though, the bit that is really tough is the mum shaming of the biological mother. Like, if it's coming from the kid or potentially coming from John, like I get it, but just coming from like the other woman for me, it's just like that is a big hill to die on. So I agree. I don't think that there's like, I I think it's completely genuine, but like 
TikTok, he's almost 18 years old. And at that point, adopting him is completely like irrelevant in terms of like legal, like custody and like, you know, guardianship and all the rest of it, right? Because once you're 18, you are a free person. It's not about that though, because you can adopt adults as well. Like, I'm going to adopt you. What? When did this happen? Of course you can. When am I? If you. If you can be adopt, you can like le- so all it is is that having it's a it's just legally saying that this person is your child, like and in America it's like specifically important because like for instance every like every state is so legislated in terms of family laws like being married is such a huge thing because even if you're de facto's you can like miss out on money you have no access to all of these things like. They have so many, like in Australia, we have pretty lax with that sort of stuff. But in America, it's like insane. So it is so important that on paper, you're legally this person's child or they're your child and things like that, you know? Well, can I just say then, Big Papa, if you're listening, I'm open to adoption. I I feel like your parents would not be happy about that. It's purely legal. It's nothing, it's nothing personal. No, but that's the thing for a parent, like for her, she, I, I, what I really did enjoy in this episode is when she says, you made me a mother, especially because we know that her journey to motherhood was really tough, you know, multiple miscarriages, um, having to go through the IVF and and still struggling even with that and being a mother is something that's so it's so intrinsic to who to what she where she sees value and you know she said that he gave her something to live for like to me like that is a huge statement so it's for me I'm seeing it as more than just the legality like she wants it known that she's the one who raised you in all senses of the word. I do agree um, with you, though, that I guess it's not just the mum shaming, but it's it's more the fact that there is um, someone who's unable to defend themselves Thank on you. a public platform. So I look forward to meeting the mother at the reunion. Can you imagine if Andy brought her out? <laughs> You know, you know who would bring her out? Jennifer Aiden. Oh, I I was gonna say Margaret. <laughs> you know, next, I will be honest, if we find out that the mother has been in Margaret's DMs, I'm done with Margaret. That that's my that is the line for me. The the gag is that the mum is actually running Melissa's old nose on Twitter. Like <laughs> every week somebody new is running Melissa's old nose on Twitter. <laughs> um just as it's just something i noticed as well um i feel like the feuder home is like a poor man aiden home it's the same it's of the same design it's like a french provincial kind of mansion but on a much smaller scale is it i don't know their house was giving to me far more modern than jennifer's house and i liked the way their driveway was like with the garages off to the side Take a look. I just feel like I took a look. <laughs> I've looked. No, you look. You need to look again. Have a rewatch. The the feudal home is like a, a small Aiden home. 
There's nothing wrong with that. Patrizio, the only things that they have in similarity is that they're both white. And they're you know, of the like the French provincial. No, it's not even French provincial. What it's a French like, provincial house! It's like a, it's like a, it's a modern Gorga home. I actually feel that Melissa Gorga's new home is a poor man's attempt at Rachel Fuda's house. Oh, I don't think so. Anyway. Oh, okay. So this isn't like you making me Google Rachel Fuda's house. Um, oh, no, they're like, Rachel Fuda has a second home. And then I'm like, no, it's just her Shaw house is the second home. But um, let, let's let see Rachel Fuda's house. I, I don't know, Patrizio. I think it's I think her house is is fine. It's very different than what we normally see on New Jersey. I was looking at like Louis's house and I was like, Louis's house looks exactly the same as the Gorga's old house. Yeah, but it doesn't have a sempre sempre insieme fountain, um, <laughs> okay, in the back. Okay. You're right. I take it all back. It's like a small-scale version of Jennifer Aiden's home, right? It's not. I can't find it. It's not online. Oh. But, I mean, I watched the episode, I saw the house, and that's not my takeaway. Okay. Well, I'm going to take some screenshots. I'm going to send the receipts. Um, speaking of the Aiden. Li- I just want to point out that you're not listening to me. I have seen it. Yeah, but I no, you don't you, agree with you. It doesn't matter if you send you, me pictures. You, you've seen, but you haven't looked. No, I have looked. You're not I woke. And <laughs> what you're saying, it doesn't matter how many times you send me pictures of their home. I'm <laughs> going to see what you want me to see. I'm going to send you a message tomorrow morning. It's going to say good morning, and I'm just in screen caps of the homes. You would, Giselle Bryant. You would. Um, I actually think that the Gorga's new home is like a poor man's version of Giselle Bryant's home. I think it's up there with Giselle Bryant's home. Anyway, all of this is to say that I quite like Rachel Fuda's house. So let's talk about the Aidens. Let's talk about Jennifer Aiden. Um, honestly, Mother Teresa, like, I am just, like, give her a show where she takes migrants and gives them, like, newly furnished homes. Like, one of those, like, you know, like, they, like, those shows where they used to have to, like, flip the home in, like, 30 minutes. Like, I want to see Jennifer Aiden running one of those. Okay. (laughs) I just, it was beautiful. Her sister-in-law was just, like, beautiful it was all very beautiful I was obsessed with that scene I thought that was great I wanted to know where the child was I was like did they leave him in (laughs) Turkey because they seem to have come straight from the airport like what's going on here I mean look you're asking a lot of questions we don't really need answers for the child is somewhere I'm sure but like Jennifer Aiden like of all the women on this show, Jennifer Aiden is the only one bringing, like, actual real-life scenarios. No. And honestly, this is the thing, though, that comes back to I think that, like, Jennifer Aiden would be really good in her own show about her family. Just putting that out there. I don't think there's enough content. I I think she, if anyone is going to make content, it's Jennifer Aiden. Interesting. I just, but, her, but oh, Bill's sorry. never going to sign up for it. 
No, but the, that's the whole thing. The whole show is going to be about her just nagging Bill. We're going to get more Olivia. We're going to get the mum and the dad fighting all the time. We're going to get her brothers. You know, we've got the gay musical brother. We've got the brother with the wife from Turkey. Like there's so many things. And now he's like building his business, right? So that's going to be the premise of the show as well is he's starting from scratch. Like I've already produced the show, Patrizia. It's going to be great. Or she needs a spinoff. I hate to say it, but I feel like the show is actually one of those, like, porn shops. It's like the Aiden porn shop. No, her family have a legitimate jewellery business. I Okay, but it's of that, like, kind of, you know, like, zany characters come to the jewellery shop. Maybe. But I, I, I mean, I just think, I think, like, Jennifer Aiden could do, like, a, if Portia and Candy can have spinoffs, I think Jennifer Aiden can have like a three-part spin-off, The Aidens, or whatever her maiden name was. Like just something different. Jen does it all. And then she can start getting her endorsements, you know? What the endorsements? Um I, I will say though that that was like a real touching scene. And it's such a sh- like, and it was perfect. Like it was just the right amount of information, concise, and it gave us more to her story. And her fat, like her and her brother, like that's real love. I mean, this show is truly about the family, right? Like it is, like I think that's what makes New Jersey different and exciting and like that's why the, the when the feuds between the families, the siblings, like it's interesting because it's all the yeah. same thread. Okay, so on that thread... Do we also think that part of the reason why we're getting Jen and her brother is like she's trying to show Teresa like family is so important, like you never know what could happen. But at the same time, I also think that it's very smart of Jen to show us what like a healthy sibling relationship looks like. I think they're all doing it though. I think that Jen Aiden's doing it with her brother. I think that um, Rachel Fuda had a go of it as well, talking about her relationship with her brother earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, Teresa does it to an extent where she compares the, her relationship with her sister-in-laws on Louis' side and her on her brother's side. Um, I think that Margaret is bringing it in a different way. She's talking about the people in her life that come and live in her home and all the rest of it. Like I think we saw it today with the conversation about the grandchildren and she basically was saying like Lexi's son is like another grandchild. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Lexi's like a sister to her, whatever it is. Like it's all about these like sibling or sibling-esque relationships. It's, 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 we're getting the family again and I think you're right because I think we have moved so far from that being what the vibe of the show is that, um, yeah, it is starting to kind of come back to that in a new way. No, you're absolutely right. The one thing I will say is that I don't really want to talk about Danielle because I didn't really find anything that she had to say interesting this week. I agree with you. I The one thing I will say is that I think there's been a lot of attention to the fact that Danielle is feuding with her brother and her brother is not talking to her but I think in all of that it's also been lost the fact that the mother and the son are not talking to each other either and so like this whole like thing of like what has Danielle done to provoke this fight it's sort of like 
Well, I think the issue is clearly like more so on the brother's point of view, because it's one thing to like fall out with your sibling, but it's another thing to also like stop talking to your mother. Is it is it that he's like fully stopped talking to the mother or is it that he doesn't want to engage the mother on like mending things between him and Danielle? Like I sort of got the sense that like it's potentially because the the parent, like the mother in particular has really sided with Danielle. No, so he's completely not talking to the mother because the mum did side with Danielle because he does talk to the father. The father and the son are talking to each other. And the Holy Spirit is in there as well. Amen. Um, But, yeah, I just feel like that's the one thing that, like, unfortunately maybe Danielle hasn't really been able to, you know, get across is that, you know, is this truly, like, a her issue or is it like something a bit more deeper convoluted you know not so straightforward because I think they're just like I think that like the the sentence that they've given her is like something is wrong with you you've done something to offend someone and all the rest of it when I don't know I don't read it like that I think what people are saying is that it can't just be over like I think this is true and this is what like um Jackie had said who wasn't even in this episode at all, which was that um, it was, it can't just be over Instagram. And I, and I think. Hang on, how much she, it can't just be name change, got arrested. Pay attention, police. Okay. Sorry. Like, I think it's, there's, there's so much more going on there. And I think in this episode, that was the conversation we got with her mum, right? Is that. was engaged 19 times okay but just stop but it's like there there's a history of other stuff and then shit hit the fan and he was done and I think that's what the girls have been trying to get out of her is that it wasn't over this one thing that happened over Instagram there has to be more to it you're not being completely honest about the situation and I think today the girls were proven right yeah, I think so. But I, I just don't think anyone, like, truly cares about it enough. Like, you know you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think if people well, cared. I, I agree with you. I think people don't care enough. But I think also I think Danielle came in really, really hot. And then when, when they tried to talk to her about this, she brought too much drama and did the whole like walking away and doing all those things. So now what's happened is like the girls don't even want to engage her on anything of interest because they're like, she just shuts it down. She's not playing the game. And I think what we're also seeing from Danielle is like, she can't handle, especially after Island, she's run out of steam now because she went too hot. But I think it's also quite clear. All she wants to do is set up a boutique and that's why she's on Housewives. Good for her. Good for her. But it would be remiss of us not to discuss the the Teresa, Melissa, Louis, Joe of it all. Louis it's, popped off. Louis has been popping off. I wanted to ask you, what do you think has been the impetus specifically of Louis being so activated? So I think it's things that are happening off camera um so like the the receipts are being posted online um that prior to the invite to the rehearsal dinner melissa sent a text message to teresa which was like 
I'm done with all of this drama. Let's just like sweep it under the rug and be family. You know, it's important for our kids and all the rest of it. Teresa replies. It was like a group chat with like her, Louis and like um, Teresa, I think. And Teresa replies being like, yes, like I agree with you. Like I just want peace. I just want everyone to move forward for the, for the cousins to get along and all the rest of it. Like, you know, really happy that we can take this like new step together kind of thing. Yeah, And then three days later, hey, you're coming to the rehearsal dinner. No, we told you we can only come to the wedding. So I think it's this thing of like they, and obviously I'm a tree hugger, but like, you know, the Gorgas sort of like pull this sort of stunt of like, yeah, look, like we want to move forward, we want to do all the rest of it. And then Teresa takes a step and being like, okay, well, come to the rehearsal dinner. And then they're like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Like, why would we come to that? We're not coming to that. It's sort of like I don't think you can have it both ways, unfortunately. And, like, I don't know, there's people out there trying to, like, defend the Gorgas for not going to the rehearsal dinner. Like, if you're not in the bridal party, why would you go to the rehearsal dinner? Like, I don't know, because they're siblings. Like, I don't know, why do you have to go anywhere if you're not in the bridal party? Like, it's just, it's it's just so messy. I think, like I said a couple of weeks ago, like you truly, you're either team Teresa or you're team Melissa. There is a note in between here. There's no one fighting in the middle. There's no one seeing one side and seeing another side at the same time. Like, I, I just think though, at this point, Melissa and Joe are so swept up in the hate towards Teresa yeah. that, 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 it's just you can't you can't be playing these games of like yeah we love you so much we want to make this work we've been trying so hard for 17 years to make it all work but then you know when an invite is extended towards you you either call it a fake reach out or you know it's just bullshit or you choose not to go and sort of like well you're kind of showing your ass there aren't you by not engaging with Teresa um and so I think Louis's done and rightly so and you know, sure, I think he is being put in a bit of a negative light. Um, and I think Teresa is very, very upset, obviously, at how he's reacting, um, understandably. I don't know that she's upset about how he's reacting. I think she's being very protective of him, rightfully so. I think it's a lot of things. I think that, you know, she knows that her wedding is like days away and it's just not something that, she wants on her plate right now. I think she just wants people to, you know, not even get along. She just wants people to exist in a space until after the day. And then they can all like, you know, move forward or kill each other or whatever that has to be. Like, I think she just literally does not want any, any interaction between anyone at this point, because it just, it threatens her big day, which is like fair enough. Um, but Louis, like, I don't know, like, I, I learned some great zingers from him. Like, I wouldn't even share a cup of water with you, Moshi. Like, I've never heard any of these phrases before. Like, I believe but, it from you. Um, what else did he say? He just, he came out with it all. Like, mention it all. Mention it, was, it all. It was for me, it was the analogy. If you were in a room full of snakes, you would want me to pull you out. Yes. In a room full of snakes. So I'm put like when he said that, I was kind of like, that's a great analogy. But I will say that like Teresa is so seasoned. Like last week, obviously, we didn't have the episode, but 
there was him going off on loudspeaker in the car and she's like, hey, hey, I'm filming. You know, it's filming right now. Like, and today was the same thing. Like, I don't know if you caught it, but when he starts to pop off, she breaks the fourth wall. She looks at the camera and then looks at him and she's like, like, she's just protecting him because she knows everybody's also already so skeptical of Louis. And I think you're, you're, you said it before. I was going to say you're right, but I don't want to say that again. Um, but like there is all this other stuff. So we're not getting the full context of what is making him boil. But I think he did, Louis did call out that there was something that happened at the fooders um, shore party. There was something when, when they said that Teresa seems so unhappy and like kind of inferred that it has to do, yeah, miserable, that it has to do with Louis. Like that's the thing that broke him. And I understood that because the thing that is making her so miserable is her brother and her sister. It's not Louis at all. But, you know, Louis called it out like they are gaslighting you. They, they, are, they are really projecting their misery onto Teresa. And, you know, look, I'm going to say it. Let's have it recorded on the podcast as of the other day. I did message you about that. When I was watching last week's episode, that was a turning point for me. But I am going on record to say that I am officially a tree hugger. But that shouldn't be controversial. Uh, it's not. It's not that it's controversial. It's that I have stated on this platform before that I am anti tree hugger, and I just want to say that last this, since last week's episode, I. But I'm at the point of no return. Like I'm at the point now where I don't care how crazy Teresa is at the reunion, I'm on her side. Only when it comes to the Gorgas. I, I look, and, and I think, like, Louis, yeah, he's had such a bad rap this whole time, and I think he's been painted out to be a certain way, but I think everything he's saying, like, look, sure, he gets, like, red in the face and he gets, you know, quite, you know, heated, um, they all do. We've seen Joe Gorga almost burst blood vessels. Like <laughs> Joe, Joe Gorga's got a real temper on him. Like they all do, yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, unfortunately for him, he has been painted a certain way. And and look, the, like I think the thing that's really interesting is that like Joe Judice and Louis are now on the same team. They are also Team Tree Hugger. Um, and, you know, I, I agree with the interpretation of, um, Joe Judas, which was like, you know, it doesn't matter who the man is in Teresa's life, that the Gorgas are always going to have some sort of issue. They're going to find some sort of issue to, uh, for whatever reason, like, I don't know why they want to wreck Teresa's happiness. It's bizarre. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it anyway, either. Um, so one thing that we didn't get to talk about last week was the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion looks. I think this is perhaps one of the best, like, group of reunion looks in a long time. Um, They were all going to the same party. They were all going to the same party. So, so I think we can say consistent, like, in terms of cohesive. This is definitely the most cohesive. I'll give you that. Teresa 
phenomenal until we found out it was a jumpsuit. Um, I'm just looking at the whole thing, even just thinking of it as a dress. It's so like, let's do some ratings. Like the top rating is five. The bottom rating is zero. I'm giving Teresa a minus zero. Oh, how can you, how, I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Um, what, um, what, can you just forward me what you're looking at? It just looks cheap and nasty. I'm sorry. Like the lace with like the white undergarments and then like let's get some brooches and stick on a tail like or a, a train whatever it's a no from me I just think it's not I think I hate to say this the lace just doesn't look elevated it's not ter- Teresa herself looks beautiful like she looks she's banging but this look for me it's it's not giving what needs to be given. Okay, hang on. But I just, I need you to also contextualise for a second. We're in New Jersey. It's, it's Patricia, let's keep going because I'm not giving everybody. But, but this no. in New Jersey. Now, some people did New Jersey strong. This isn't even New Jersey oh. strong. Like, this is one of the worst looks that Teresa has ever brought. Oh, you. Oh. I am gooped. I am gagged. I am giving it a four turnpike out of five. Of course you are. Like, you don't know fashion. We've established that on this podcast. I, I know fashion. Thank you. Okay, next is Jennifer Aiden in this beautiful blue Mother of the Bride gown. I'm giving it 10 out of five. Wow, really? Is This is the best Jennifer Aiden has ever looked from head to toe. And she normally looks so gaudy. Do you know what I mean? Like her stuff is almost, is always like so haphazardly stuck together. Like she wears like pedal pushes still and things like that. But this dress, like just going with the the straight, um, like it's not giving a flare, whatever, and it's asymmetrical. But then that little drape of the sheer on the other side is so unexpected. Like, and the jewellery, like, it's not too much, but everything is just the right amount of bling. And her makeup, like, I don't know if she got a new makeup artist or what's happening, but this is what I expect from Jersey. Okay, this I'm is just, what Teresa should have been wearing. I'm giving it a four. So you're, you're saying basically that Teresa and Jen's outfits are on par with each other. Oof, interesting. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I'm I'm rating them individually, not against each other. Uh, the breath is from zero to five. Like, come yeah, on, well, then let's let's move on. Let's move on. We're not gonna we're gonna have to agree to disagree on the grading scale here. On the what do they call it? We're doing um that thing that we put everyone against each other. Matriculation. Let's just like next Dolores. Ten out of like. One. You're not looking at the outfit. You're just looking at the body. How is this not? The outfit is cheap and nasty. This is a three and a half, this outfit. It looks good, but it's it's giving prom. Like this is not sophistication. The face, the neck, everything else, sophistication. (laughs) But the dress, it falls short. It's giving prom. It's cheap. Hey, next. Danielle in this purple 
spacey number also. Another three and a half. This is um, like a two for me. It's this, like, if you're going to go nude, like, go properly nude. Like, this is one of those dresses where she's got it, like, the dressmaker has copied another design and it's not quite hit the mark. Um, look, you know what, it, you know, she, she tried. I'm giving her a three and a half. We I know think, fashion's not her strong point. I think that this would have been more successful without this, like, purple train attached to it. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Melissa Gorga, I will remind you that it is a hooded dress. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's a hooded dress. It's getting a three and a half for me as well. It's dated. It's not really, it's it's too pedestrian. What I will say is all of their makeup is the best makeup that any of them have ever had. Um, again, this is, this is it's basic. It's a three and a half. It's a two for me. Margaret Joseph's. One and a half. It's giving from, it doesn't fit her right. I'm I'm so over this, like, nude illusion where because you're so dark with your tan, the nude illusion is gone. She's not even dark. She's just orange. Exactly. I can see her tan lines. I'm not here for it. But once again, the makeup and the hair, exceptional. I think she could have benefited from some more jewellery, to be fair. But I'm done with the, like ostrich at the bottom banquet at the top like whatever it's a two from me rachel feuder it's worse than Teresa's outfit this is a prom dress to me no this is not a prom dress this is a matron's dress like how are you going to be that young and dress like maleficent but in gold like do you know what i mean like what is with again we need to get rid of these trains like she should just be wearing like it's it's like they go and they buy a dress that's like um bodycon and then they're like oh but it needs to be a gown let me grab a brooch or a big ugly belt and let me just add some material and suddenly it's a train like nah but again the makeup the hair on point i also got more bracelets from her what did you how many stars is this I said it was worth, worse than Teresa's. So. One and a half, I think you just said. No, no, I said negative. If Teresa's was negative, oh. one and a half was Margaret. If Teresa's was negative zero, this is negative, negative zero. You can you can do like a negative whole number. You could negative one. Like, let's just. <laughs> it's it's whatever. It's It's just, do you know what it is? It swallows her. It's disappointing. It's a shame. Okay. If she was, if she was like, Three times her age and more this, I'd probably like it, but no. Oh, tell us how you really feel, Moshi. I don't think you have that's, that's, this, We have a podcast. That's the point. Jackie, friend of. Perfect friend looks, of outfit for five minutes. Stunning. Yeah, she looks great, but she's not on the show full, full time. She's the only one who I would say is potentially at a different event. Um, but once again, their faces are all phenomenal. The hair is all phenomenal. Like the dress I'm, is great. I really love the color. I mm. um I like the dress. I think like you know I think Rachel Fudar and like Danielle look a lot worse than this. Oh, a hundred percent. No, I love this. I would say that this is the best that Jackie has looked. Okay, Jen. Vessler, this is the last gown, thank God for you, because I feel like you're going to pop a vessel. This is disappointing as well. It seems to be something with the yellow dresses or the gold dresses, but, 
look, I feel like this swallows her. It's giving like going out top with a skirt as opposed to like gown. But again, given that she's a friend of, you know, coming in to sit for five minutes and not saying anything, I think it's giving what it needs to give. She doesn't need to be investing in whole outfits. I I disagree. Um, I think this is like truly a disappointment, even if you're only on TV for five minutes. Um, it just, it's awful. And I just, I didn't expect that from Jen Fessler. Yeah, I just think it's, sh- to me, it's, it shows that she wasn't fully prepared. But that said, um, look, I didn't give Jackie's a rating. For me, Jackie's is a five out of five. Um, again, Jennifer Aiden is my best dressed. Um, and I think it's a tie for worst dress with Teresa, Rachel Fuda. Um, and I just think yeah, Jen Fessler's, you know, one and a half. She's up there with Margaret. Well, I, I'm really curious to see this, the set um, because we do know that the women have their own European portraits hanging on the walls of the set. I love that. I can't they're, like, wait. they're being painted in the style of an Irish castle. Um, I think the set, like, I think to me. This yeah, is- because it was like the eyes that were haunting Melissa. I love when you like go further into explaining something like, I don't get it. This is, this is Rachel Fooder's house all over again. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got the screenshots for you, by the way. Thank you. I can't <laughs> wait to see them. And- well, I was going to say, time to wrap this so that I can send you some screenshots, Moshi. Um, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, <laughs> you're listening at home and you've made it this far. As always, you can find us posting the stories at From the Lower Level Pod on the Instagrams. You can follow, you can review, you can ring the bell, um, you can do all of the things. Um, we come back next week and we do this all again. It's the season finale in New Jersey, another episode of Atlanta. We're, we're slowly approaching OC Moshi. I'm excited. And New York now. We've, we're, the, the, the schedule is starting to fill again. Like we've been in quiet, but we're, we're moving towards something. Can't wait. Moshi, thank you so much for uh-huh. all of your unfiltered opinions. It's not a, we have a podcast. <laughs> Bye, baby gorgeous. Bye.